Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome once again to the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me as always, the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick Rooney. Hey everybody, how are you? Pat, how's it going? All of a sudden you became... Walter Conkright, Mr. Patrick Exactly. I miss when newsmen sounded like newsmen. <laughs> well, David Muir is close. Yeah, okay. To, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but the rest, it's like, oh, hi, how are you? No, yeah. no. I want a news guy. I want a serious man person. with a mustache who looks like he's mad at me. You know, like, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what I need. I'm yeah, sorry. I want exactly somebody who looks at me like I'm stupid, and he's going <laughs> to tell me what happened. That's fine. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. fine. It's perfectly okay. So Pat and I were discussing, just prior to recording, uh, the unmitigated disaster of Eddie Murphy's coming it to America. It wasn't a disaster. It what wasn't was, What disaster. made you laugh the hardest? There were bits and pieces of it that were funny. I did, I'm not going to say... I can't be specific crazy. about it because it was a terrible film. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it, you know my memory capacity is shot, so... No, but I'm I not mean, gonna, like... Every time you, when you see a really funny movie, you're like, oh, remember when this happened? And remember I when know. this happened? Uh, Everybody I, I talked to is like, well, he went back to the barbershop. Yeah, to, for the same jokes. Yeah, and he for went the to exact same jokes. Oh, absolutely. For the same jokes. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's just, it's, it's, it, it's a rehash. It's exactly what it is 30 years later. I can tell you the only good stuff I liked was the fact that the country next door was called Nextoria. That was I cute. did like that. I thought that was uh, funny. The fact that Pretty James Earl Jones, this is ZNN, also funny. Those are, feel, uh, are the first two jokes they wrote down on the pitch. And they were like, yeah, we're done, right? Everybody else is funny. We'll just be funny. And then they, and Wesley Snipes looked like he had the time of his life. Oh, he absolutely enjoyed every minute of making yeah. that movie. There was no Everyone doubt. else? Eh, did not. Arsenio Hall looked like he was trying to have a good time, but he didn't really know what his whole deal was supposed to be. Exactly. Everybody did a good job of what they were given, but what they were given was nothing. Okay. Okay. I'll buy that. <laughs> That's I'll me. buy that. That's mine. And then we were talking about uh, Kong versus Godzilla because Pat and I both have gotten our first vaccine doses. Right. And, I will uh, get mine on the 5th of April, and I will be off that week from work because the wife has asked me to be off that week. So I'm going to let her know. It's Easter week. Oh, okay. Exactly. So the kids oh, are That's the Easter bunny, in case you guys don't know. So uh, <laughs> he's got to take that week off so he can get ready with all the eggs and everything. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But the kids are going to be off, so I'm going to get out and do stuff with the kids. And I'm just going to tell her, at some point, I'm going to the movies on that week, and I'll double mask, whatever you need me to do. I'm yeah. going to the movies because I can. Yeah. I, here's the thing. If I go by myself, I generally don't bring, I don't eat snacks because I go in the morning. I go, right. I go at grandpa time in the morning. Oh, first, and, first showing. Absolutely. The first cheapest show. In the morning. Well, not only is it the cheapest, but at this point now, uh, it's been cleaned and no one sat in the seat prior to me. Right. For at right. least 12 <laughs> hours or something like that. Right. Exactly. So, uh, and also, I don't have to. There's very few people at the first showing. Right. Right. I like, I went to that. first showing of Avengers Endgame, and it was me and like, Twelve other dudes spread yeah. out like spread out like it is now. But yeah, but you went at the midnight. You no, didn't go quite at the midnight. No, I went, at, I went at nine in the morning. 
Yeah, I wasn't going at that point. Yeah. Nine in the morning was great, man. I like would I had, imagine. I had breakfast and I went to go see a movie. It was pretty <laughs> awesome. What could you ask for? Not much. Not much. No, well, exactly. if you want to get together to actually see Kong versus Godzilla early in the morning, we can do that. That would be yeah, good. We'll see. We'll see what the um the what's your the showings are. Uh, yeah, the yes. showings. That's the word I was looking for. The showings. <laughs> there you go, everybody. That's so anyway, fine. we're here to talk about Ultra Q, not Godzilla. Oh, that's right. There's a reason we do this. I keep forgetting. Yeah. Yeah. The whole point of this podcast was that we just didn't talk to each other like idiots. We'll do that anyway. Yeah, that's in general. Um, And uh, we're going to start today with episode 14, Tokyo Ice Age. Yeah. April 3rd, 1966. Okay. Uh, Let's see. That was uh, directed by Samaji Nonagase, uh, screenplay by Masuhiro Yamada, and special skill director Keiji Kawakami. Okay. Um, It is the 14th episode of Ultra Q. We open up with uh, some guys at the airport. Air traffic controllers, most casual air traffic controllers you've ever seen in your life. But well, this is the '60s. You're smoking, you're drinking, you're having a good time. You're drinking. <laughs> I would have loved if there was just an open bottle of scotch on the control panel. Like you say, like you it, there probably wasn't one that you didn't see. It was yeah. there. You know, yeah. it was there. Yeah, you want a bump? They're doing rails off the case you know, on the cabinet. You know, like, <laughs> sure, we're only playing with people's lives. Speaking of which, exactly. um. This mysterious cold wave comes up and freezes the airport solid and right. causes a plane to just stop in midair. And then it is <laughs> quite literally thrown to the ground and exploded. Yes. And, you know, as a kid, you watch that and you're like, oh, that's cool. But as an adult, you're like, oh, God, there were people on that plane. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I didn't at all believe that that plane crashed. The second it stopped in midair, you could see the strings. You could see oh, everything I happening. I didn't and say it wasn't a model, but suspension of disbelief, <laughs> Patrick, as far as the show is concerned, people were on that plane. <laughs> I, don't, okay. I, don't, okay. I know that it's – hey, Pat, I know it's not real, okay? <laughs> like, oh, okay. I just want to keep pointing that out because that's Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm good with the fact that it's a show. No problem. I've got that under control. Um, so you're like, oh, okay, that's – that's crazy. Like that's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they they call they they put out a um, you know I'm on APB whatever that is for air traffic controllers. They're like you can't land here. We're frozen solid. People are like, uh, dude, it's July. And yeah. Like, <laughs> then come look, you jerks, because we're covered in ice. And we get to our theme song, which we get some nice pictures of the airport covered in ice. Um, and that was effectively done. I figured right. that was just like sugar water. Draped over. Is that if it was doctored photographs or what? I, I don't know. I don't know how they did that. And that's. It looked like a lot of miniature work with yeah. sugar water on it. That was my thought. But I yeah, like doctored photographs too. I mean, it yeah, was I don't quite know. effectively I, done. Uh, yeah, someone someone will know. Some someone yeah. always knows. Not us. Uh, <laughs> then we uh, we get to um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Ipe's super pointy shoes as he oh. is. Uh, <laughs> Right with his feet on the desk, feet right. on the desk, reading the paper, and he, the the pointiest shoes that have ever like I, that man's got probably awful bunions now. Um, I would think so. I would uh, think so. Those would not go over my boats. No, those that's a narrow toe box, you guys. That's yes, just, yes. Um, so Being guys, Irish, I have very very wide feet. Oh my god, yes. 
that's, that's, I'm not exactly sure why we have just giant wide hobbit feet. But because oh, like, we have to walk over the lakes, we have to walk over the the swamps. We have to right. walk over the lakes. Is that right? <laughs> Sharon, it's going to be well known we can walk on water exactly. after we've after we've had a few. That is, but uh, <laughs> yeah, giant oh, heads, God. big feet. Woo-hoo. Exactly. We're luckily, <laughs> luckily, our women are cute. So <laughs> because exactly. we, we got very little else. <laughs> yeah, we got giant leprechaun heads <laughs> and giant boat feet. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you don't have to tell me. I know. I'm. I'm in the same boat exactly. foot. You know. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's funny that we see Ipe super pointy shoes, and we, they get a they get a um, a note that like something's happening at the polls and whatnot, or at the uh, airport rather. At the airport. He's, yeah. He sees something in the paper like, "Hey, why is it bad at the South Pole mouth? Exactly. And June is like, "What do you mean? Why is it bad at the South Pole mouth? <laughs> Think of all the water. He goes, okay. Then all the the sea levels rise, and this is an ocean. And Ipe's face is like, oh, yeah, right on. I get that now. That that, that (laughs) seems to work for me. That's good stuff. Um, And the fact that they're pointing out the ecological concerns then. Yeah. People still don't believe it now. Scares me. Yeah, exactly. It would have happened by now. (sighs) No. Exactly. So we do learn at this point that uh, the first encounter with Pegila was a year ago. Yeah. Which answers a question we had a couple weeks back is like, how close together are these weirdo incidents happening? They're happening a couple weeks apart because this is only episode 14 and we had Pegila in episode, I don't know. Three or four. Something like that. Three or four. We love you, Pete Puma. but um, Exactly. And uh, so we get uh, we get Eureka, who's um, taking pictures of everything, and she's like, oh, I want to do this story on the, um, what did she take? I forget what she's taking pictures She of. wanted to take a picture of people just walking around and why they went to visit Oh, why, they, why they're in Tokyo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And then she falls, and this kid starts making fun of her. And he was like, I was wondering when you are going to fall off that wall. And <laughs> What's with you? Like, why are you going to do that? And he's like, I'm looking for my dad. Maybe you can help me. I'm trying to find the newspaper. It'd be a great story. Uh, Guy goes to leave rural Japan for work in the big city. um, And doesn't return after six months because he was just a temporary worker. (laughs) Well, he was going out for cigarettes, but obviously, (laughs) how many times have we heard that happen? (sighs) He's going out for ice cream. I'll be back soon. Yep. That's I do not mean I, I don't mean to make light of that people that that's happened to, but it's a it's a trope. It um, is a trope because yeah. it does happen enough. So it it's can't be a trope. Yes. But uh, hey, Bruce Springsteen wrote a song about it, and I guess the conclusion is everybody's got a hungry heart, right? So you know, <laughs> that makes everything fine. That makes it all good. Exactly. Yeah. Got a wife and kids in Baltimore. Jack went out for a drive and never came back. So basically, what you're telling me is you're real a hole there, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty well. <laughs> He didn't do it. He after he left his first wife, he gave her money. Because <laughs> well, yeah, no, it. I don't mean I don't mean Bruce Springsteen is, is oh. an a hole. I mean uh, the guy that left the wife. The guy in wife. this song, like uh, I guess his name is Flus Springsteen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
sure, sure, sure. Because it can't be Steve, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. But yeah, so they go, okay, um the 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 uh the boss, the newspaper boss is so widely like this guy is either manic depressive or he's he's, he's coming very, down off a bender because he's very like it's a great story. Yeah, that'll be great. Then he's like, what's this kid doing here? Hey, what are we? And she's like, well, I'm talking about it. He goes, that's a great story. But something there's a, the airport's frozen over. So you got to find out about that or do the kid's story. I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, And you just want to tell him, calm down. It's okay. We're not supposed to do speed while we're at work, especially not in an airport. It's okay. <laughs> how do you get, how do you get a paper out every day? <laughs> and the, with the implication that it. they do. At least two editions. Oh, easily. The evening edition. We got to find out about the. You got to remember, this is the time when papers did have two or three editions every single day. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. that was that was nuts, man. If you think about that, Um, I mean, it was the fastest way to get information. Yeah. Yeah. On just under radio. That and television was relatively new at the time. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it'd been around, but not everybody had one. Right. So, right. It is but yeah, what it is. everybody, you know, and some people are like, no, I'd rather read the paper. Thanks very much. It gives fathers something to do when they get home instead of playing with the kids. So, exactly. Yeah. Trust me, I still like to read the paper. I just don't know where to get one anymore. <laughs> well, and somebody's going to be like, can't you subscribe to it? You could, but. And get it a day late. <laughs> will you get it? 50 50. Like. Hey, there's the paper. It's in my gutter. <laughs> if there's a puddle on your lawn, that it is that's exactly where that paper is going. There is a <laughs> magnetic attraction to puddles on your lawn and a newspaper thrown from a vehicle. I don't know. You could do it at two miles an hour or forty-five, and it will still go immediately. Yeah, yeah. We've tested it with kiddie pools. It's great. Um, exactly. <laughs> So, um, yeah, and then uh, while this is happening, uh, suddenly a strange black cloud will descend on Tokyo. And from within it emerges the monster Pegila. Um, oh, of course. Yes. And he's, he's resting from his journey between the South and the North Pole. Um, well, it's a long way. Yeah. Sure, you got to stop for a drink or something. Um, well, from what they said later on in the episode, he stopped in Australia, mm-hmm. the Philippines. Sure. And, you know, in different places on the way up because that's a long way. Yeah. I, so I assume he got all of the stickers on his suitcases. <laughs> on his, on his uh, steamer trunk, rather. Of course he did. Yeah. Of course he did. Yeah. And um, he's like, he gets to the airport, and he's like, where can I exchange currency? But uh, Exactly. exactly. I've, I've got a lot of Filipino pesos, and this is just and not I need good. some yen, I need please. yen. I need yen. Um, exactly. And so, like, I'm looking at him, and he's, you know, I... There's no way that uh, Pegula has that much Vinagro voice. He's like, dudes, I have so much money from other countries, and I need yen. He's like, I need noodles really bad, you know? Um, <laughs> of course. Why and he does. Not? He still looks stoned. Um, but you get a better close-up of him this time. And he's yes. got a mustache and, like, a little goatee. So he's like the Maynard G. Krebs of Kaiju. <laughs> That's fantastic. And that's, there's a, a reference that's that for a lot four of listeners. The, yeah, that's for four of you guys. Exactly. The younger guys will go, who, what, when? The what, who, what? Yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah, the who, the who, who? Exactly. But uh, that's fine. So the uh, the news the, the newspaper editor Eureka, I guess. Oh, the other guy from the newspaper who's like, uh, um, I forget what department he's in, but he gets pinned under a desk when the when Pagila attacks Tokyo. Of course. And the kid all drive out in this Buick Crown Royal. Oh, it is a giant car. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. This land boat. Um, <laughs> And it's got a, it's got press flags on it. Of you know, course, like when it you does. see like diplomat flags. <laughs> doesn't is... <laughs> no go go go. I was gonna say, doesn't every press have press flags? I mean, I know in New York they now have press license plates. So mm. sure, sure. I have flags in the front of my car that just say "regular guy." That's it. <laughs> just no, no, special. Just make guide. You can go ahead of me at blind. It's fine. Yeah, just regular no guy. Yeah, so it's all good. <laughs> And, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, maybe we can get ones that say podcaster. There you go. Yeah, they get people <laughs> running us off the road. <laughs> if they listen to us, they might just do that. I don't know. <laughs> you guys are just under minds. You know, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for those that don't know, the hierarchy of entertainment, uh, somewhere around the bottom is like rodeo clowns, mimes. And podcasters, balloon art, balloon animal people, and, and clowns. No, birthday clowns are up here. Then you get the rodeo guys down here because that you know at least most of the time the rodeo clowns don't have broken guys. bones. <laughs> yeah, the birthday party guys don't have giant animals chasing them. So yeah, exactly. Um, but hey, if that's your passion. Go for it. Go for um, it. Go for yeah. it. So uh, June and Ipe are instructed to go out to the airport, and uh, they find uh, a sleeping alcoholic man in their plane. Of course. Yeah. So they bring him out. Um, they bring him into the office to let him uh, sleep it off a little bit. Sober up just a little. Yeah. yeah. And uh, when he wakes up, and they're trying to get through to uh, to anybody because the TV's down, the phones are down. Yeah, and- somehow all of the... The radio waves and television waves all stop because of the cold. Sure, well, sure. It's okay. also entirely possible that Tequila has destroyed the the the, uh, the transmission the, waves. The news sure. station because he didn't <laughs> bust through a bunch of buildings. Like, oh, sorry, man. Oh, I'm so big, cumbersome. Um, exactly. Yeah, and we learn that this kid's missing old man is a crook because he pulls a revolver and a bunch of diamonds out of his sh- shoes. Yeah, out of his boots. Boots, yeah. of course. Is he not wearing coveralls? <laughs> like, you couldn't no, put him in. <laughs> Is he wearing, like, a jumpsuit? Right? He's just wearing a regular suit with boots so that way he can hide his gun and his diamonds in his boots. Okay, I and, thought he, looked like he was wearing coveralls, but maybe it's a jacket. I don't know. Uh, um, but last I checked, diamonds in the boots tend not to stay at the very tippy top. They tend to fall down. But that's oh, yeah, that's gotta hurt. You stepping on a big <laughs> pair of fancy earrings. Oh, yes. Um, so that anyway, they're driving in this car, and it's like he's calling on the radio. He's like, "News car three. This is news car three. <laughs> exactly. First off, <laughs> who who's gonna get that transmission? And the, then secondly, who's gonna be like, "Stop what you're doing. It's news car three. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta figure the newspaper is gonna get that transmission. Is that what you think it is? I thought it was oh, that's exactly what it's got to be. I don't know. 
Paulson, who's leaving the radio desk at the paper? Like some guy at the Star Ledger, you start as an intern, and like you go and sit at the radio desk for the news cards call it. This exactly. Like, what? <laughs> That's my job? Yes. All right. Yeah. Hey, this is for two credits, all right? You know, like, exactly. <laughs> we, we get to tell you what to do, menial job. Here it is. Yeah. yeah. Be thankful you're not getting coffee. I wouldn't mind. Like ah, Thank you, sir. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the the military come and they start shooting at Pegila, uh, basically just trying to harsh his mellow. And uh, he he uh, manages to deep freeze the news car and make it float, and uh, it lands in a big snowbank. Of course, they can't get out. Um, and th- I don't know if it was me, but I thought they gave up a little too easy. Um, right. Well, what happened is he tried to push the door into the snow, right. and he got it open just far enough that the kid he couldn't get out. Get out. But the kid right. could. And I'm but it seemed going, like he was like, oh, it's no use. And I'm like, that was very low effort, Mr. Editor. <laughs> well, I, I gave him the fact that uh, Yuri tried first. Right. Well, no, she's a girl, so she can't do anything. Oh, of course she can't do it. No, I mean, come on. <laughs> and then the driver, whatever he is, pushes, and at least he gets it well, open. He pushes from the back. Bit. He pushes from the back, and everybody's like, ow! And so the editor tries to do it. And, then and he pushes gets it, it open, open a little bit. Yeah. Literally the most useful thing the guy's done in the whole time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, he uh he uh let's see so they find out um they need to go to the japanese alps to get the stuff um the peg the, the bigumen age yeah. um, from polar vegetation research uh, institute up, of in the, up, in our, up in our favorite place the japanese alps um <laughs> what they're not there are you telling me yeah. there are no japanese alps <laughs> no there are the japanese alps we've discovered we wikipedia this i know we did i know we did it's just it's i still have to go with it yeah that's like when they used to refer to my college as harvard on the hudson it's kind of the same thing <laughs> <laughs> sure sure <Yeah>. so <laughs> It's our Harvard. It's the Harvard of Jersey City. You exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And um, so um, the the guy the guy wakes up and he's holding June and Ipe at gunpoint. He's like, "I'm going to steal your plane." And June's like, "They're only going to catch you when you land." He's like, "Oh, you think?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually do think that's exactly what I think's going to happen." <laughs> and then Ipe recognizes him. He's like, "Hey, aren't you the famous pilot so and so?" He's like, "No." Right. And he's like, no, it's right here in this book. And what I love is he reaches for a book, and I thought he's going to throw it at him to like disarm him. He's like, no, look, it's right here on paper. I was like, would you put that down? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, oh. oh my gosh! So it, it turns out he was a he was a pilot for Japan during World War II, and right. uh, he used to fly Zeros. And so then, who should barge through the door? But, but the kid, uh, the kid uh, whose name is, oh, my gosh, I wrote it down. Kuo? I think uh, it was Kuo. It's definitely not Kuo. Haruo. Oh, Haruo. Haruo. Okay. Like Nakajima. Um, you know, the Godzilla guy. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. And he's like, uh, and he's like, but, but, and uh, what are you doing here? And he's like, you have to stop Pegila. Go get the stuff. 
at the Japanese Alps, and then he passes right. so, passes out right away. Right, so he goes and he's like, "I'm taking, I'm taking the plan." And Jun's like, "No, I can do it." And he goes, "Look up at that sky," and it's just like black, ominous clouds. He's like, "Only I can fly through that kind of weather." Of course, all right, sure, my sure. Trainer. So, <laughs> um, takes off in the Cessna, and it's freezing over. Oh no! Before that, he gets he gets to the Japanese Alps uh, fairly quickly and. With very little, like, problem. No hubbub at all, of yeah. course. So he lands, right? And as he's landing, he's got to say, he scrunches his face up, he becomes the Japanese Jack Klugman. <laughs> I was, I looked up and I was like, what the, oh, okay, no, it's that guy. Okay, that's cool. Um, <laughs> and um, I, I'm going to try to do a screen grab of that because it, he, he absolutely he did like, like yes, yeah. he did look like yeah. Jack Klugman. And uh, so he lands. There's two guys like, you know, land here and they open the door and they hand him the canister to like, careful, it's mixed with explosives. Yeah, that's a, not a great idea in an airplane where pressure is going to change. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, how much pressure changes in a Cessna? They don't go that high, right? They don't go that high, but it does change. Yeah, I can't imagine it's enough to set off a. Um, I don't know what kind of explosives they're using. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Who knows how, what, how much of a stabilizer uh, Paganium is or whatever. Exactly. So anyhow, the, uh, uh, Japanese Oscar Madison takes off again and uh, flies through this polar storm. Uh, right. Icing and, up. And the prop of guy. the wing snapped off, which I yeah. thought that was a great effect. I don't yeah. know how they did that, but that was a good effect. Yeah, the whole thing, yeah, the whole the whole plane icing over and stuff was great, becoming more brittle. Yes. And then he flies it directly into Pagila's mouth. Yes. Yeah. And you see a nice, big explosion. So, he's right. dead. No, he turns back into the black smoke and sods off. No. Yeah, he's someone else's problem. No, 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 no. He succeeds in driving the monster away from Tokyo, as indicated in the summary. No, he's in the summary. No, he's not, because they give they give the package with his father's name oh, on it. Oh, the guy is dead as, as Oh, that's dead. what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, Pegila oh, gets over. Pegila gets away. I'm not saying the guy turns into black smoke, because, I mean, that wouldn't be the weirdest thing to happen in this show. But, no, not at all. Yeah. So, you get the scene where they're like, come back and visit. It's great. You know, and, he right, knows well, sayonara, and they're, everybody smiles and he sits down and dad's in a box on the seat next to him. Yeah, like, exactly. You're like, Thanks. Well, going <laughs> that on took with, a dark turn. <laughs> yeah. Going on the train with dad in a box, dad in a box, dad in a box. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Understandable. I, uh, and and Matt had warned me. He goes, "Hey, have you gotten to the second Pegila episode yet?" I'm like, "No." I goes, "That's a weirdy." I'm like, "Okay, cool. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Thanks for the heads up." <laughs> you know, it's funny. I didn't think it was quite as weird as like as the first Pegila episode. You know, like as like the warning would indicate. Oh, okay. Like, oh, kind of weird. I'm like, okay. And then I went. Yeah. I was it like, wasn't you know, that weird. wasn't that weird. <laughs> Fair enough. We've, Fair we've enough. had way weirder episodes. Oh, God, yes. We've had some odd ones. That's Speaking for sure. Speaking of which, we're going to get to one right after this called Kanegon's Cocoon. Oh, right Lord. after this. 
And we are back with more of the Science Patrol with episode 15 of Ultra Q. Uh, that is Canagon's uh, Cocoon. Yeah. From 410 of, 2000, of uh, 2066. From the future. <laughs> That's fine. That's yeah. Fine. Uh, 1966, you guys. That's uh, uh, directed by. Uh, Harunosuke Nakagawa Masahiro Yamada is our screenplay writer and special skill director is Tohura Matoba um, it's the 15th episode of Ultra Q so we start out with a bunch of kids at a construction site having a really weird yard sale uh, basically selling each other junk um, yeah I'm trying to figure out how that works cause why how well, it looks like they all brought stuff that they find, right? So they all right. find whatever and like swap like it kids, out for stuff. Yeah, like kids would be like, Oh, yeah, I'd like to. Oh, well, we actually open up with kids stealing eggs, um, to take to said uh, yard sale, dirt, dirt mall. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, what's great is like the sales pitch is the kids like. Fresh eggs, great for the summer doldrums or whatever. You're just like, oh, good lord! What? (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I can think of nothing more refreshing than an egg (laughs) that's not cooked. That's raw. Um, uh, My assumption (laughs) is that it's like take it home and cook it while it's fresh. But but this is the country that gave us sushi. I cannot. Be a hundred percent sure of that, right? Right. They, they, seem to cook the, they seem to cook their eggs, not their fish. Okay, sure. Okay, sure. Great. That's yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so, um, so they're I, what it is is apparently they're just they're looking through the dirt and stuff for valuables like alarm clocks and you know and they're like oh snakeskins for five yen and blah blah blah. Um, and then uh, of course the man on the bulldozer comes over, uh, who they call Daddy Walrus because he's got a, a walrus mustache, which is the best fake mustache <laughs> I think I've seen. Holy cow! Did they wax that fake mustache enough? It is waxed directly to his face. I'm not even exactly. sure. Like. <laughs> When he takes that thing off at the end of filming, he's hurting himself every time. Yeah, yeah. I, there's a there's an eighty percent chance it's magic marker. <laughs> like, I'm not really sure how much of it was there. Like they're like, uh, uh, you got to go and report to Sharpie, the Sharpie department, and they're going to get that right on you. Um, now um, we see his co-pilot of the bulldozer a little later in the episode, and it's Ito again. So he's oh, been a gangster. Really? Yeah. So he's okay. been a gangster and now he's a um, bulldozer co pilot. Right. Yeah. An evil bulldozer co pilot. Yeah. Because they well, try to run he over seems, the kids. He seems to be a toady. Uh, the Daddy, Wal- Daddy Walrus, <laughs> I feel dirty just saying it. Um, <laughs> I do. Not going to lie. Um, he runs over their bike. So he's a real, he's a real jerk. Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. And uh, quite frankly, if somebody ran over my kid's bike with a bulldozer, I'd be down at the construction site. Like, uh, what the Five hell? minutes later. Yeah what, yeah. what are you doing? You're going to yeah. hurt somebody, you idiot. Well, also, you're buying my kid a new bike. Yes. Um, yes. I don't care now, if you course, just found it in the rubble. Now, of course, there would be uh, a fence around it and everything. So Right. Um, right. But yeah. this is the 60s, and it's Japan. Right. <laughs> so the children want to go recover them. One of them is named uh, Kanio Kaneda. Um in Japanese, kane means money. 
Ah. So one of the things he finds is like a is a, a little, little cocoon, cocoon with story. money in it. And they think, yeah, they're like, oh, it's got to be 40 yen in there. Um, like, that's pretty great. So, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, he's very excited. So he goes home and sees Hitler, Dad. Um, that is the worst Hitler mustache. I even well, wrote it down. I'm, I'm going like, to say second worst, being that, like, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going out on a limb here, Pat. I'm going to say Hitler had the worst Hitler mustache. Okay, that's a fair point. Yeah. He's got a fair point. Yeah. Also, worst Charlie Chaplin mustache. Yes, that's yeah. the second worst Charlie Chaplin mustache. Yes, yeah. Hitler well, no. stole it from Charlie. Well, yeah, I would say Charlie Chaplin has best Charlie Chaplin mustache, yes. but Hitler went and ruined that. So, with, <laughs> no wonder he made the great dictator because he's like, dude, you're stealing my gig. What the hell? Exactly. Exactly. You know? Have you ever seen the film Chaplin? Yes. Oh, it's one of my favorites. Many, many moons ago, but yeah. Yeah, oh, it's I, one of my favorites. That's how I learned to appreciate Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, before he went crazy and then came back to reality in Iron Man. But that's besides yes. the point. Um, so uh, he he uh, talking to his parents um, about uh, you know he, oh he's got money and like he's working on a calculator and everything. He's like, well, my work's done. And they're like, yeah. what are you what are you, what are you worried about? He's like, I'm, he thinks about money all the time. And uh, they're like, you're going to turn into a Pentagon. And he's right. like, what's that? And he's like, well, it's a monster that has a purse, coin purse for a head, and he's got and eyes zipper on mouth. stalks. Yeah, zipper mouth, and his body looks like a Martian. He's got scales on his tail like Godzilla. And uh, and I, I liked how they explain what this suit is going to look like. Right. Because you know they had this suit built, and they're like, we better explain this because nobody's going to know what the heck is going on. Sure. Um, and, uh, he's like, oh yeah, whatever. And so he goes into his room and the cocoon has gotten massive. Now, exactly. Absolutely no alarms for this kid. No, <laughs> no. And he's busts, he busts into it and he's like, look at all this money. This is great. There might be a million yen in here. And of course right. it sucks him in. Um, of course. and he wakes up the next morning as a Canadian. Uh, now, uh, dad is in the, is in the uh, bathroom brushing his teeth. Um, and the kid goes in and he's like, Hey, and he's like, Hey, what's up? And like, dad doesn't really notice it. Very comic moment. He turns around, and of course, he sees Kadegan brushing his zipper teeth. Right. He's like, bah! He freaks out. <laughs> the mom comes in with like a frying pan with eggs in it, and she has the best, the most amazing freak out. <laughs> Her face. Like yeah, she almost faints, but not quite. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. I thought she's going to do that, uh, and then just, just <laughs> faint down out. right away. Yeah, but no. So they barricade themselves in another room, and the kid's like, "What's the matter? What's going on?" And uh, he looks in the mirror, and he's like, "Oh no!" Yes. <laughs> and he starts crying. And the tears start shooting out of the out of the eye, which I, that was great. I liked how they had the little water squirters right at the edge of the thing. That was like, okay, why not? That was fantastic. I it love that good. so much. Oh god. <laughs> oh, god. So, oh. so he's like, all right. He goes and sees all his friends, and he's like, I'm so hungry. The only thing I can eat is money. Right now. 
I'm not exactly sure how he determined that. It would have been nice to see him like try to eat an apple or an egg or something. He'd be like, oh, oh, you know. <sighs> sure, sure. Look, there was a. I'm not saying there wasn't a lot of filler in this episode. But they could oh, have, there was a they lot could of have filler. Removed a little of that filler and given us that. <laughs> given us a 10 second trying to eat something yeah, and have trying to eat rice. Or yeah. like, by the way, that was a nice theme with the other kid constantly being hungry in the last episode. Yes, yes, yes. But the one thing I did like with this Canagon that we saw in the Zet show yeah. was he still had the little register on his chest yep. for how many yen he needs to stay alive. Yeah, he's got the for, but it's great when he eats it, it goes up. <laughs> right. Right, and then as he doesn't eat, it slowly goes yeah. down, and they actually yeah. get a little countdown as it's going yeah. down. Oh, that would be useful to have. Yes, it certainly would be. You know, yes, like, certainly you have be. a thing that would be like, you know, like, with video games, like, oh, my energy's low, I better go have a Snickers <laughs> or something, you know, like. <laughs> better go eat a couple of yen sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, I don't want to eat money. That's filthy stuff. No. That's terrible. But uh, I know. Yeah, here's the question. Can does foreign currency work too? If it's just money, right? Or does I'm gonna to yen, say no. Since it's, since it's a yen symbol. Like right. it's a yen or symbol. Does does he eat it, right? And it, and it automatically converts into yen. Well, but not at the good exchange rate. So like you know, it's like empty <laughs> at calories, the airport right? exchange rate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like empty calories. Like he's like, ah, oh, it's going right to my hips. This is terrible. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um, Excuse me. Asking the tough questions, you guys. That's <laughs> exactly. This, this is where we go every time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so they go. He's back at the junkyard. The kids give him a bunch of money. And the one kid's like, "Man, my mom's gonna be so mad. I was supposed to buy milk with that." <laughs> yeah, your mom is gonna rub your re- your rear end raw because yeah. you are told to buy milk. You buy milk. Yeah. And he's like, "But mom." Connie turned into a monster, and I had to give him the... Yeah. <laughs> okay. All uh, right. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Come here. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. have, we, have we been leaving the drugs out on the table at night? Is that what's going on? <laughs> Did anybody see my Valium? <laughs> this, this kid's high. Um, exactly. Yeah. So the kids are like, all right. Uh, so they see him going, you know... Going up, and they're like, "What can we do with him? Like, should we sell him to somebody?" Or like, right? He needs money somehow, and how are we going to get him this money? Now, on the version you were asking, like, and they said, like, "Oh, we can go ask." On the version I'm watching, it says we can go ask God, and the kids like, "What are you talking about? We can go ask God," and they take him to the priestess. Well, it wasn't exactly that they could ask God. They said we can go here and see if this priestess can help. Okay. Whether so, or not it was asked or whatever, it was the priestess could help. Somebody. Yeah. So oh, yeah. <laughs> they're like, okay. And uh, they, uh, they, they, she does this performance, which is probably just a performance to scare the crap out of the children. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> She's at. She's at afternoon tea later. She's like, I tell you what, Agnes, those kids were terrified. <laughs> it was great. Um, exactly. I had a chicken <laughs> in their loafers. Um, and so, fine. Oh, you know what killed me? Speaking of kids shaking their loafers, the, uh, the kids are wearing, for the most part, either like sort of dress shoes, just shoes, right. shoes, shoes, or what looks to be Keds, 
Because like, you didn't have a lot of choice back in the day. No, no, no. But the thing that kills me is there's one kid wearing flip-flops, right? And he's jumping from those big cement thing, those big pipes. cement tubes from yep. one to the other. Pipes is the word I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> you know, cement tubes. Um, and flip-flops. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, whoa, man, that's... You know, when you're 50 and uh, you think to yourself, well, I could get me hurt for a long time. You know, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> me in flip-flops alone could get me hurt for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever actually seen Pat's feet. That's... You know, yes, I have. We've been to a water park, so... Yeah, um, that's about it. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't time. know if I've ever actually seen... <laughs> I don't think I've, seen, I've ever seen your knees in shorts, but I have. because You have, because we're at a water, water park. park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so like, okay, that's, that's fine. Um, so they say, oh, only when daddy walrus is turned upside down, will his wish be granted. We're like, what? Okay. Sure. Sure. Why not? He freaks out. He goes into the city and he eats money that was being, uh, transported via a case from a bank. Right. And she uh, sees some woman is carrying a case, sees him, drops all the coins, and then he starts to eat them. Sure. Yeah, sure. yeah he's just standing, sitting on the sidewalk, like, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm yelling at him, like, on the TV, like, go for the bills. There's more <laughs> There's more calories in the bills. Exactly. exactly. The end counter is going to go up if you eat the bills. <laughs> Don't worry about that change. That's Good Lord, not the man. part, exactly. Yeah. So, um,. Uh, his kid, they, the police find the parents. And they're like, "Come and identify your uh, weirdo monster kid uh, oh, downtown." Lord. And they do. Right. And uh, yeah, that's him. They're like, "Yeah, that's him." And then he escapes again to go back to the junkyard um, or construction site. Construction um, site. Yep. Yeah. Because you wouldn't have a bulldozer in the junkyard. You'd have it at the, the construction site. Mm, but yeah, anyway, you see. Junkyards where they're like moving big piles of trash. Oh sure, sure. Could, be a, could be a okay. rental. Could be rental. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, they're they're trying to help them figure out a way to do something. And like, oh, maybe you could do circus acts or this. And that. Oh, good lord! And so they uh, encounter the uh, uh, daddy Wallace and his assistant. And uh, what I think was really funny is like. Uh, when the bulldozer went in the, the circle, stood, yeah, like it starts going in a circle because uh, Daddy Walsh is trying to escape, and uh, the the way they angle the camera really makes it looks like it's at the edge of like a precipice, right? You know? Because that's how the bulldozer flips over, and that looks so real. It did look very realistic. Now we know, even if it is, they're not going to possibly. Damage a bulldozer. There's no way they're paying. For right. Like, that's the thing. Like, is it like, well, we have this broken bulldozer that we don't need anymore. So we can push it off this thing for you. And th- yeah, we'll film that. Sure. Or, or it's got to be a miniature. Like, I think this, it's a miniature. Those are the very only two options. Miniature. Yeah. Um, and then Excuse they me. see that Daddy Walrus is upside down and of the course. kid becomes the kid again. Um, well, no, he gets somehow. Canagon oh, that's flies right. away in a parachute. Well, no, no. Canagon launches out of the hole via a rocket straight out of his butthole. Okay. Remember, you okay. see the sparks come shooting out of his butthole? Canagon's standing on the uh, 
on the like on top of the dirt. And they're like, look, and there's a bunch of sparks go off and smoke. And, he and just a rocket shoots out of his keister and oh. takes off. And then there's an explosion and the kid gets parachuted down. Of course. Of course. Sure. <laughs> sure. I was like, I was like, this is the quality entertainment I come to Ultra Q for. Right here. <laughs> right, right there. Here. And exactly. Hey, you know what? Did are our heroes in this at all? No, right? No, not at all. They don't have to. <laughs> okay, I didn't think they so. They didn't have to be at all. It was all about this canagon. So they they didn't need the heroes <laughs> at all. <laughs> the fact I mean, that you I just figured this that, out but... now, because I wrote it down at the end of the episode. I write, okay, no heroes that I saw. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. The, the only thing I can think of is it was a contractually obligated vacation episode for them. Like they're like, no, I we don't have to be off that week. We have to. We have to. It's written into my contract. There are no. episodes of Doctor Who where the doctor is in prison, right? Right. Early stuff like Troughton and Hartnell stuff, where they're in prison and you only hear their voice through a door. Yeah. That's because they're on vacation and those lines have been pre recorded. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they he had they, to be away for three be, weeks. Yeah. So we recorded three. That's why the the, the story is twelve episodes long. <laughs> like, oh my god. We have and to keep him in, in jail the, for a week. For, for three weeks. Three, for three episodes, Pat. Like know. it's crazy. <laughs> well, it's like when Fraser Hines got sick, he got like chicken pox or something. And I had to figure out a way to shoot because they were doing a. It's the same episode that I, of course, can't remember uh, what it is, um, where everything was in like, it was like an all white background and it was all based on children's stories, where okay. somehow somebody, draw, Jamie got turned into, Fraser Hines got turned into a, a 2D picture of himself and his oh, face got rearranged. And the doctor's like, well, if we put his face back together, Maybe that'll work. So they put the pieces of his face back on on oh, this God. like two D picture, but it doesn't really look like him. But it does turn into quote unquote Jamie, and it's another Scottish actor that they got. Oh God! Just and to make it like, sound good, Doctor. Enough. What's wrong with my face? You know, <laughs> it's like the most. It's the most like. Look, we're a science fiction show. We can do it basically whatever we want. Let's just do this. It's exactly. Awesome. Exactly. It's awesome. It's one of my favorite Troutons. It's just because of how many crazy, crazy bananas things, things they do with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's understood. understood. So yeah. So when he goes home, the boy finds that by boy finds finds out that his parents have also turned into Canagons. Yes, both of them. Amazing. Yeah. But they're uh, and but they don't seem upset about it. This is the best part. They're like, yeah, whatever. Oh God! All right. <coughs> um, now, do you want to do a Pentagon Monster Minute or not? Really, because we've done it before. Was that? Well, I'll do a little bit of one, but uh, for trivia for this episode, in the big finale with the con- uh, confrontation with Uncle Wal, oh, they call him Uncle Walrus in okay in uh, one of the, the other dubs. Yeah, okay. the wiki they call him Uncle Walrus, but I'm going the the the, the Subaraya translation is Daddy Walrus. Sure, but. Why uh, not? 
when Kanagan is riding the shovel, uh, this you know the, the blade of the bulldozer, and gets shaken off, Kanagan's head falls off. Oh, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice it either. I'm very upset that I didn't notice that. Like, <laughs> you would think that'd be like, oh yeah, of course. Oh God! But I did not notice that. Yeah, um, Kanagan is two meters tall. He's two hundred kilos, and uh, he's from planet Earth. Of course. Um, let's see here. His first appearance was this one, and his last appearance was in Ultraman Set episode thirteen. I'll feast on metals. Right, that um, was the clip episode, basically, where they used Kanagan as the hook to get the clip moving. Yeah, which was nice because <laughs> we at least got more a hook. We didn't get just like, hey, remember when this happened? You know, like right. it was right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't so bad. Um, let me see if there's anything. Uh, his suit actor, Sonny Gill Nakamura. Um, how's that for a nickname? That's a great name, Sonny Gill. Sonny Gill Nakamura. That sounds like a guy you want to hang out with. <laughs> uh, he would later go on to bring a similar child-friendly monster to life, Busca. Oh, okay. Uh, to, cool enough. To further connect Kanagan to Busca, when Busca gets his new series in the 90s, Busca Busca, Kanagan appears in a number of special episodes for TV called Kanagan Kanagan. Sure, sure. He was also meant to be in the Ultra Q movie as one of the cast members, but was dropped from the script. Okay. Um, old promotional photos from Ultra Q show Kanagan fighting both Pegas and Pegila, so he was supposed to be like a giant monster. Oh, good lord. All right. Uh, he was also one of the silhouettes in the original Ultraman intro. I don't remember that. Yep. Uh, a drawing of Kanagan is also seen in episode 15 of Ultraman, where the children were all drawing various kaiju from previous episodes of the series. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, he also... Oh! You know, who, you know what we forgot? He is also in... Um, in uh, Ultraman Zeus as digital Kanagan. Remember they built the robot at the gas station? Oh, right. right, 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 right I completely right, right. forgot about that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I like Kanagan, but he, they don't use him a lot. I'm surprised. Well, it, it's hard to really use him because it, it has to be a self-enclosed episode. He's not a giant monster. He's going to be able to get beaten by anybody. So right. it just has to be kind of a one-off. So the yeah, fact that's that fine. they used him for the clip episode yeah. works really well with Kanagan. Yeah. They could give him a. They could. They could give him a pigmon sort of. Uh, there's no reason they couldn't make Conagon some sort of assistant for a little yeah. while. But the the big thing is that like, oh yeah, could you imagine he was an Ultraman orb? How upset the something search people would be if they had to keep feeding him money when they were behind on rent in the first place. <laughs> They're point. like, look, we like this guy, but he's costing us a. Like he's literally <laughs> eating us out of house and home. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so that was. A, it, it. I really, really. Re oh, by the way, the, what is it with uh, the Japanese kids' sock game? Is completely on point. They all have very nice socks in this episode. When you oh, see, I when you see them like, walking, they look good-looking socks. They're all patterns. But yeah, they're very okay. nice. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Oh, I also liked when they come home from, they're walking back from the shrine when they went to visit the old lady. Oh, God. And the they're, there. All, they're all shell-shocked. They all have PTSD. And the Which I kids, understand, because she was out there. 
Everyone oh, kid's God. still walking with the mallet, like, uh, like he's hitting the <laughs> drum. Exactly. Of course. <laughs> Just vacant oh. look on his face. It's great. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So, um, now I've got rare, a podcast. Rare times when there's a million kids in the episode, and you're like, none of them are really annoying. That's that's nice. <laughs> no, they were good. I give them that. Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering if they have to actually pay the kids less to be in an episode like this. I don't know what scale is for Japanese kids, so I'm thinking Who knows? less. Who knows? We we saw you saw that video that um, that I posted about like the younger actors getting like six hundred bucks a week or some yes. Yes. cocked up amount of money like that when they start and you're like, oh, and it's yeah. like seven days a week shooting schedule and like that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Good stuff. Now, what's your podcast <sighs> recommendation? Podcast recommendation is in plain sight about Lady okay. Johnson. She actually did a lot of recording as Lyndon was becoming president. Oh, really? Really interesting. Like so less- this, these like she record these these are recordings of Lady Bird Johnson. Yes. Yes. Wow. Oh, it's really interesting. The first three episodes have dropped, and I've listened to all three, and it is astoundingly good. Oh, that's good. Now, you have to be a history buff, and I am. Yeah. But if you like that era, she really talks a lot about what's going on in that era. Oh, that sounds good. It is very good. good. It's very good. I cannot think of anything. I don't think I've added any uh podcast oh you should know this um actually i'll tell you this uh because it doesn't actually relate to anything by the time the podcast comes out uh this information will not be relevant to anybody so uh but i will post it on the facebook group the warner archive sale um uh, by the time you hear this it will be over um Ah. but it is it is this week but i'll post it in the facebook group in case anybody's interested um i think it is the 12th to the 14th okay that's it two days Three days. Two day, three days, yeah, 12, 11, 12. Four for 44. And anything that's included in the sale, like say you get five. Right. It will, everything after 40, after four titles is priced at $11. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. That's good. So say you don't want to spend $88, but you'd like to spend $55 because there are five titles you want. That's fine. That's fine. That's good. Yeah. You can, right. They'll do that, that for you. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Ronin Flicks is having a sale right now too, which also is probably over by the time you hear this. So I was like, "Oh, I can get me the the Voyage into Space Johnny Sacco movie," and I'm like, "That's not on sale." <laughs> you know, man, no, they yeah. don't have to put that one on sale. They know people are going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a whole bunch of stuff, and it was like you get there was a coupon code that came out last night, and it was like you get an extra forty percent off of fifty dollars. Uh, if you use this coupon code, and I'm like, right, all right, let's see if there's fifty dollars worth of nonsense that I got because why? Why not? not? Let's see. And, but course. no, there isn't. Thank goodness. Because um, <laughs> the Warner Archive sale starts in a couple of days, and I you're going uh, for that. <laughs> I, yeah, that, yeah, that I've budgeted some money for, which is fine. But it's like, um, what I love is like, like I said the other day, somebody was like, I can't afford to save any more money right now. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. I can't. Everybody's having sales. Indicator just had a sale. Criterion just had a fifty percent off sale. Everybody's like having big sales Uh, because everybody's dumping their their physical media at this point. They know they're all going to be going to streaming. It's going to be a pain in the neck. Not true because none of this stuff is on streaming. 
or at yeah. least a good portion of it. Give it time. There's still nobody. Here's the thing: when you have esoteric, weird stuff, there isn't going to be enough interest in it for somebody to be like, "Yeah, we'll put that on streaming." Because <sighs> there is like horror stuff. People want physical copies of horror movies. Horror collectors are spendy, like yes. big time spendy. Yes. Yeah, kung fu movie fans are spendy. Spendy, yes. Yeah, I got it. We we like to own the thing because I... we like to have the special features and we like to have the van. both the dub and the subtitles. You like all the van. I got it. The evaluated right. exactly. All the van. A hundred percent. I get it. I get so, it. Uh, anyway, rate, review, and subscribe, or as Apple Podcast calls it now, follow. Oh, um, whatever. Because they have to have their own nomenclature. Oh, please. <laughs> you know what? He's giving air quotes for those. <laughs> <that> <laughs> I'm also making. <laughs> yeah, that face. <laughs> Actually, it's called, it's called follow now. Exactly. <laughs> I, oh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, rate, review, subscribe, and whatnot. Um, yeah, I listened to an episode the other day, and I realized I say whatnot way too much. So <laughs> that's I fine. That's fine. Trying to be aware of it. Um, that's fine. We are who we are. We're not going to change all that much now. Moly, like it's all the other. I walked, listened to one the other day, and it was a lot, a lot. I was like, "All right, Rich, give it a rest." <laughs> there are other words. I know, etc. and so forth. Like you could do that. I got uh, you know. I got <laughs> And uh, if you need someone to talk to and you're feeling like no one is there to listen to you, the Suicide Prevention Hotline is always available. And, Pat, could you please read that number for us? That number is 1-800-273-8255. They're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We want you to stay alive. Yeah. Uh, so that the world is better with you in it. So Exactly. Uh, on behalf of the Science Patrol, I am Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally Fourth, you guys. Take care, everybody. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast.